Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 323 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and her moving her feminine butt all day long. That's right. You heard that from me. Oh, man, this is going to be such a terrific show. Just know that before we begin, this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to SmartyPantsVitamins.com. And here's your first official reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love hearing from you. That's why. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. So girlfriends out there in the Her podcast land, I am like standing on the coolest thing ever. It, seriously, it's it's like this balance deck thing. And you know who I am. I'm on the board of directors of the American College of Sports Medicine. I'm a senior Olympic triathlete. And my middle name is, would you please move your butt now? All right. And you know that. And I'm looking for every single opportunity to be able to find new ways to do this. And oh boy, do I have a cool something, something to share with you today. Oh, you're gonna love this. This is so awesome. So, if you go to the website Fluid Stance, that's F-L-U-I-D-S-T-A-N-C-E, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I have with me the CEO and founder, Joel Heath, who's gonna tell us all about how this works. Now, Joel is what we call a serial offender. That's right. He's a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> we love this kind of product, and I just can't wait to share all of this. So, Joel, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Herb Podcast. Tell us about how this whole thing came about. Ah, oh, thank you. It, it's great to be here. You know, it, it started back. So, my first company was based in Vail, Colorado, and it was really common for us to be extremely active all the time. So we had staff meetings on chairlifts, we were constantly hiking, and it was really this great balance of work and play. And then I had the opportunity to sell that company and came inside an adventure brand, an adventure footwear brand. And I went all of a sudden from a, a life of a lot of hard work and hard play to sitting on airplanes, sitting in conference rooms and sitting at desk and started to realize what everybody was up against. And so while I was in this brand, the natural footwear movement was kind of coming into fruition. And there was a lot of research that was coming across my desk on how if we're putting more cushion underneath your feet, you're actually landing harder. You know, as I was looking at natural movement, I started to think about how can there be ways that we can maintain that productivity that we all need to have at our desk, but have that natural way of movement. So I started to play with just a bunch of different things and 27 different prototypes later in my garage, uh, the level was born with fluid stance, which creates a little bit of instability underneath us because that's what our body needs to keep moving and just started to have a lot of fun with that. Describe it. What is the level? Yeah. So what it does is it creates natural instability underneath your feet. It has a, a concave surface and it'll just 
challenges your body to maintain its upright position while it's trying to balance while you stand and do your emails or anything like that. And so we tested it and researched it in a variety of different ways within our own lab, our own footwear lab that I used to work with, the Helix lab. They tested it. To, we wanted to make sure we had less than 1% impact on your keystroke productivity but more than 10% impact on your energy expenditure. And so where if you're sedentary, you're, you're losing opportunities to move. And if we can create opportunities to move in those idle moments, then that has a cumulative effect throughout the day. And so we increase 19.2% on energy expenditure while having less than that 1% impact keystroke impact. I just love that. So Dr. Levine is one of my best friends. And so one of the reasons why you're on my podcast is, you know, everyone knows I'm research-based, evidence-based. And when I saw that, you know, James was part of this whole thing, I said, okay, this is a family affair and this is a good thing. So I, I loved the research he did. And, you know, he looked at issues like resting energy expenditure for 90 minutes, sitting for 20 minutes, you know, he was really studying individuals engaged in those things. So resting energy for 90 minutes, sitting for 20 minutes, standing for 20 minutes, standing on the fluid stance for 20 minutes, walking for 15 minutes, and then 15 minutes again at a faster pace. And he looked at uh, heart rate, energy expenditure. And I just love the fact that he found that the energy expenditure was increased by 19.2% versus sitting. So that was it. I'm all happy now. And that made me feel like this is the easiest no-brainer way to be able to utilize a standing desk. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it's, we all think about that hour workout or that long run that we need to get in. And, you know, all of this magic is built into these little windows that we all try to fit in to our day. But the reality is, is there's a lot of ordinary moments that we can create movement that matters. And that's one of the things that, that we're trying to create at this brand, Fluid Stance, is that how do we create movement where we used to just sit on our butt? And so whether that's watching TV or taking phone calls, and, you know, I live in a, a wonderful place, Santa Barbara, California, so I, I'm able to get out and take calls. But you know, there are times where we just need to be productive and stay at our desk. And, you know, the mind tends to follow the body. And if the body's moving, the mind keeps moving. And just like a, a moving river never goes stale, I think that's true of the body as well. So I think it's so important that we find those ordinary moments of movement, whether you're streaming Netflix or whether you're working on an email. And that's what this brand's all about. I just love the fact that we're becoming incredibly creative with looking at a challenge like, you know, going through Zoom uh, meeting hell and, you know, I just like either standing there like a zombie in front of the thing. I have a VersaDesk, so I, you know, that has the, the motor in it, so it'll go up and down and up and down. I find myself doing that a lot. I, I'm going to tell you what I did before I ever discovered fluid stance. I got a small rebounder. And because I am an athlete, an athlete's quick death is sitting. It's just the worst. I don't know about you, but, you know, we in sports medicine know that if you sit for too long, all of those pelvic girdle muscles contract and, and they, it feels horrible. And then when you stand up, you can really feel how unstable you truly are. And it feels 
really bad. It doesn't feel natural at all. We as human beings were certainly meant to sit when we were supposed to sit and, and rest when we need to rest. But I mean, interminable sitting is, is not what we were built to do. And so, you know, I actually, I did the rebounder. You know, there's one that Runner's World highly recommends. It's small. The issue with it is that it's too big still underneath a desk. It's, it's sort of a pain to move around and whatever. And I was getting very frustrated with that. And also I was kind of bouncy, bouncy on my meetings. So people were thinking I was going out of my mind or something. Um, so like, why, why does Pam disappear? And then she comes back again. What's that about? So I had to, you know, retire that to the fitness area. And then I was stuck literally before I found this fluid stance deck, I literally was just walking in place because I just couldn't stand there. You know, it makes you crazy. So, it, but that's boring as you know what. And when the fluid stance issue came up and this came to my attention, I thought, well now, and again, I'm gonna tell you that one of the smartest things you did as an entrepreneur is you got right into it with excellent science with a top level, you know, researcher. It's just no question that that was the key to me because as someone who works with credible science, I needed to see something that was associated with that. So that I, that for that, I gave you an A plus and then I'm able, <laughs> thank you. Well, no, it's very important though, because you know, if, if we as physicians and as experts in the field are going to recommend something to someone, I want to make sure there's science behind it. And also there's a little return on investment. Are you kidding me? You're able to increase your energy expenditure by almost 20%. Come on now, you know, that, that'll sell me every single time. How did you happen upon Dr. Levine? You know, I think coming from footwear and do you remember the rocker shoes that kind of made all these huge claims back in, gosh, I think that was in the the late 2010 timeframe and being in footwear, I was wanting to be substantiated behind science. So Dr. Jeff Gray, who is at Helix that runs a footwear testing lab was somebody I worked with in footwear quite a bit. And, you know, even before we decided to go into early tooling of making this product, I said, Dr. Just, I really need your validation. I, and he came back early and what we were doing is we were overtaxing the calf and the Achilles by creating too much strain in the in the flexion, plantar flexion, and dorsiflexion. And so he made some recommendations on where we needed to create some optimal angles. And that's what's in our, our product today is we stop at a, a natural flexion that you would see kind of when you walk, if you will. And so that was that first bed of research that we had. And then as we started to launch, I heard it from a variety of different companies that put us in a kind of a toy atmosphere and saying, oh, this is in the budgets with foosballs and things like that. And really just started to frustrate me. And in my belief is we need subtle instability to keep us moving and keep us on our best edge. And so I just started to look at people that um, were into this line of thinking and uh, found the Mayo Clinic and what they were doing with the NEAT program and asked them if they would take a look at this product. And you know our research, but it, it's when you have a blind study and you put it out there. It's kind of like when you're a kid's on stage for the first time, you're a little nervous. <laughs> so I, I remember those times and I was so elated to see the research come back only stronger than we had previously thought. And then other institutions, the University of Idaho and Westmont, 
which is local here, also did other varying studies. So it's been fun to see. My belief is, is that balance is the great differentiator. And so much of us are focused on strength and power. But I really think balance is something that we think is reserved for older people. Balance is something that you lose when you get older, right? And the reality is, is that balance is a use it or lose it situation. And even in your 20s, you start to see challenges start to come in balance and that it might be just a stutter step or things along those lines. But I think we always need to be working on our balance. And as as I went through my athletic life, you know, I just didn't have as much instability in my life because I was seated or, you know, at conference tables. And you look at a life of a kid and it's all about, you know, challenging your balance system. And we need to maintain that through our adulthood. And the scary thing for me, Dr. Peak, is that I saw a study, and I don't think it was as statistically relevant as maybe some of the studies you're accustomed to, but they said one out of 12 fifth graders today has the same balance system that you or I had in our fifth grade because they are having such a sedentary lifestyle. And so balance is not just an issue for older people anymore. Balance is an issue for kids. And I really believe that balance, like diabetes, we're going to start to see it in younger and younger populations, balance-related issues. So... I'm a big believer that that we need to invest in balance. We need to quantify it. And so it's something that we can go after. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just like, oh, I'm sitting here balancing. Well, not sitting there. I'm standing here balancing <laughs> on this fluid stance. Say, I can't get enough of it. it. It's like I'm totally, absolutely dependent upon this damn thing. And I, I love it, love it, love it. And I, I also have the one with the cushion. You know, it's a, like a little cushion on top of it because it just feels a little more comfortable for me. And, you know, that's all, that's an option for a lot of people who don't want a flat surface. And it depends upon, you know, what you're wearing. If you're wearing sneaks or you're wearing some kind of cushion, something or the other. A lot of you may remember a while back that there was a saying, sitting is the new smoking. That was actually Dr. James Levine's statement. And it, it, it really, you know, was a call to arms and legs for everyone to, to kind of get up and rock and roll here. You know, I want you to, you know, did you walk a lot today? Did you hike a lot today? Did you run? You know, any of those endurance issues. Or how about that weightlifting, whether it's just body weight or, you know, hitting the gym whenever this COVID thing ends, et cetera, et cetera. Those are very important. So also is flexibility. Hello, yoga and Pilates and, and all the rest. And that's important too. But then we forget the B part, balance. Balance to me is phenomenal. And it also speaks to a, a fabulous trend in fitness today. The American College of Sports Medicine, of which I said I'm affiliated, you know, uh, does trends. We do, we do yearly trends. And one of the things we found is functional fitness is where it's at. So instead of just standing there like, you know, a robot and, you know, crushing out a three sets of biceps curls all in one plane, right? You're just up and down and up and down and you're rolling your eyes and going, God, when is this ever going to end? You know, instead, now what we do is we move our body all over the place. We move it in multiple planes. We use strength some endurance, flexibility, and now we use balance. All of a sudden, out of the out of the blue, someone's going to say, okay, you do that on one leg now. Whoa! Or we get something like a BOSU ball, which is a, you know, kind of a half moon rubbery thing that uh, a lot of gyms have. Anyone who's ever broken an ankle knows all about a BOSU ball. But what do you do all day long about balance? 
When are you really thinking about it? What I love about this is that not only this wonderful balance board, not only gives me great comfort when I'm going back and forth because I'm kind of, you know, nervous Nelly anyway, I like to kind of keep moving. But at the same time, I feel myself every now and then testing my balance. Where am I? And moving and shifting my feet on the, the balance board itself to kind of see what that experience is like. I love that. And I also tell you one other little thing I found that I love with this. So I hold on to my um, VersaDesk and hell, you can hold on to anything. If you've got a standing desk, there's always something to hold on to. And what I do, and I'm going to do it right now, is I twist on it. And then what I do is I give my waist, my core, a twist. If you don't think that doesn't feel damn good, then think about it again. Oh my God. It's like I'm just opening up my core at the same time I'm balancing on the board. Now, is that crazy or what? Uh, it's just like, maybe I should just work for you or something. I don't know. I just love this. You know, look, come on, let's get real. I'm a physician and a messenger for all things physical activity, just like you. You know, you're out there and you're creating ways to be able to help people stay more active, as it were, understanding the obstacles and challenges we have on a daily basis, especially with all the work we, we do, you know, staring at screens and back and forth. So anything we can do basically to team up to get that message out there that we have creative solutions to me is a winning situation. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can remember the day so vividly, you know, for an entrepreneur, it's that moment when you decide to jump off the cliff and just build your wings on the way down. And I was sitting at a restaurant and I was just like, I was having one of those dark moments, like, man, is this idea good enough? Can it, can it really change the world and what I hope it can do? And I looked across the street and there was this uh, new group of moms. I think they call them pep programs out here, new moms. And you could tell it was a little bit of a social gathering and they were having coffee. And every one of the moms was just up, just rocking their child back and forth. And I was like, man, there it is right there is that we're teaching our kids at the start that movement is is settling it you know it, it there's something in our core that that just feels right when we move so why are we locking ourselves down on a couch in a chair and things so that was the moment i decided to take the leap and you know that's where i really feel that balance is something that we forget about because we, it's hard to measure until it's too late and uh, it's one of those things that i think uh, if i can help keep the world moving and help until that final day it's going to make a big difference in the world as people get older, because balance becomes an issue, it's actually a little bit of a degeneration on the part of the cerebellum. And that's one of the reasons why people after the age of, you know, 50, definitely 60 and 70, start having balance issues. The number one cause of morbidity mortality on the part of people with regard to some form of disability, it's falling. You know, you, you, you don't want to fall. Falling is a bad thing. You do everything on this planet to get strong enough in every way you can, including balance now, that's the B word, so you don't fall. It, it's so critical because if you fall, guess what? You break things. When you break things, especially when you get a lot older, you may end up in the hospital, the last place you want to be, okay? And that's one of the reasons why we're all nutcases about 
No, do not fall. Find every way you can to stay upright and to be able to be strong enough. And if you have the core strength and if you have the flexibility and if you've got that balance, well, guess what? You know, you're going to help literally save your own life. What do you think about that, Joel? Yeah, I think that's true. And one of the things that I would love to to inject into that conversation is we're, we're changing the words that we use throughout our lifetime. And really what we're talking about is an athlete's mental as well as physical capability to maintain balance whether you're pushed and pulled in life. And, you know, as we age, that is about not falling. But the reality of it is as athletes, as little kids, balance is really an the foundation of what we need to do. If you want to have a great day at work, you got to keep moving and you got to maintain that work-life balance, right? But also that physical balance is something that it's amazing to me how much I ignored as an athlete. I I was a all-American swimmer as well as I played water polo. And all I did was the same thing. I grinded it out and my body just lost balance. And, you know, I, I think if we maintain that physical balance and that functional fitness and functional range of motion, you know, I think we're all going to be a lot better as athletes, but also as corporate athletes. And that's really where, you know, my professional focus is today is how do we maintain that sense of balance at work? I love it. I love it. I love it. And then you're all about sustainability. So it says that you've gone the extra mile to use eco-conscious materials whenever possible and working with local companies and choosing sustainable processes and manufacturing. Love it, love it, love it. You know, full transparency. I'm also a Californian, born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area and went to Berkeley. And I was one of the first grads in the, as well as being pre-med, I was also in conservation of natural resources. We're the ones who came up with the word ecology. And so, you know, the first thing I look, I say, okay, where are you getting all these you know, little goodies from, and you've got sustainability rocking it. You keep it local, which is fantastic. Apparently, you have a foundry in San Francisco. Fantastic. And here's something I want you to tell everyone about. You give it back. You give some of your profits and company equity to First Descents. Tell people about First Descents. Yeah, for FD is, is an amazing organization that I've been a part of. It's, gosh... I can't even remember the year I helped help the organization get off the ground. I think it was 2002. But First Ascents is an adventure experience for young adults with cancer. And we're also starting to take um, other causes as well. So MS has a big program. But I think what I'm most proud of that First Ascents did in this past year of COVID, obviously doing camps for your young adults with cancer during COVID was was really hard. So they pivoted and offered that same experience to frontline healthcare workers. And so over this past year, thousands of healthcare workers have had the opportunity to learn how to kayak, learn how to surf, learn how to climb through the First Descents program. And we gave 1% of the equity of our company um, back to FD. And then we give 1% of all of our profit back to First Descents. And I think the the eco side, as well as the the social venture, it, it's just something we is inherent in our blood. But it's a little bit selfish as well as because I, I loved being a part of that organization when I was on the board. And I, I just really wanted to continue to give back. And then from the eco side, you know, I, I made shoes for a long time and was traveling to China. And, you know, it was just miles and miles away from my own kids and the ability to create something in my own backyard and be able to walk a factory line and sleep in my own bed or read, read my kid a book at the end of the night. That's just a good way to run a brand, in my opinion. So while it is a green focus, I, I would also say it's a little selfish is that, you know, 
within 100 miles, I can walk almost 90% of all of our uh, vendor partners and, and really see what we're making and hear about where their struggles are or where our opportunities are. So it just seems to make sense, not just financially, but for the world. Joel, who's buying your product? What, do you, what did you find? Who's, what's the demographic look like? We, we had a lot of success in the tech industry early on just because I think they were locked down to their desks and wanting, you know, a different life. And so we started as a brand that really had strong roots in California. That's where we're from um, in the San Francisco area. It did really well, but it has really started to spread across the board. It's a very even male-female split. It tends to be a little bit older because we are a premium product. You know, I want to build products that are over-engineered and that are heirloom-type products where... You know, when you retire from your job, you're going to be able to hand your fluid stance level to somebody else because it's it's just made that well. And so we do charge a premium for it. So, you know, our customer tends to be a little bit older than typically, but we have some entry level products that we've started to come out with. We made a product out of recycled milk jugs, all made in California. That is a lower price point. And, you know, that started to bring our average age down. But, you know, we're typically even male, female split and across the U.S., but we tend to be in those cities that tend to have a little bit more movement-based focus. And, you know, that's my hope in the next generation of fluid stances. How do we start to per- penetrate those call centers where movement maybe isn't a big priority and they are, you know, the benefits talk about free cafeterias or free food and snacks. I'd rather see that be free movement and free gyms and all that access. So how do we start to penetrate those call centers in places that maybe aren't as active as a lot of the San Francisco's, the Santa Barbara's, the Austin, Texas's of the world. So I got a lot of work to do still. Well, that's that's part of the fun of being an entrepreneur, right? Well, speaking of which, what are your next steps? Where's it going? How about classrooms? How about kids? How about, you know, other places? What's going on? Yeah, you know, I think I think that's if if there's a black mark of what Fluid Stance has done and what has made me the most sad is when I launched Fluid Stance, my son uh, started kindergarten and I went to his first day of school and, you know, we had a life of play, you know, in that first five, six years and everything was active base and we just spent a lot of time outside. And I remember watching him sit on the floor and the teacher said, okay, here is your square. And I remember him just having all the kids having that vibration and and the teacher saying, okay, we got to sit still. We got to sit still and just broke my heart. And I decided that I wanted to create a classroom product as well. And we launched that on Kickstarter as well. And it was my first failed Kickstarter campaign that I've ever done. And it just, it just didn't do well. And it broke my heart because I'm like, this is exactly what the schools need. But the reality is, is that schools have such limited budgets that, that it just wasn't going to be that well received. Now we've been working on and have brought out a, a product that is a lot cheaper that, that a lot of schools are starting to use. And one of my favorite stories is a principal, I think in the Washington area, Ian Yale, he uses them as a, as disciplinary is the wrong word, but if two kids have a problem, he puts each kid on one of our, it's called the grade, uh, which is like the fluid stance level, but made for kid sizes. He puts them on and he just says the kids tend to work out things a lot more when they're in their bodies and not just, you know, rigid and sitting in a seat, staring at each other. And it's just, 
I love to hear from teachers and principals how this product's starting to be used in a classroom. So while it started out as a negative in a failed Kickstarter campaign, I love to see this product is in more and more schools around the, around the world. Rock on with your bad self. That's exactly what I want to hear because I, you know, I could get on my soapbox. You don't want to hear me about the whole ridiculous thing about how most schools don't do recesses anymore. Physical activity is down horribly. Don't get me started. It's awful. And so I'm finding any excuse I can to get campaigns going, projects going, you know, national policies going where we can get kids back up and out. When you and I were coming through the system, you knew. I mean, you couldn't even keep us out of the, you know, the little recess yard and, and back and forth. We were just terrorizing the entire yard and having a blast and we couldn't wait. And in those days, of course, we had unlimited physical activity. Like you, I saw your background. I'm also a swimmer, but I was a volleyball player, five foot nine, honey. We were spiking those babies and um, having a really good time. And out there in the field, soccer fields the rest of it couldn't put us down and that's what kept us sane that's what allowed our cognitive performance to be enhanced um not sitting there that is just unflipping natural i'm sorry it's unnatural we shouldn't be sitting there for hour after hour crazy it's just ridiculous that's why well i'm an outdoors person i'd rather be outdoors at any point in time stick me on the side of a mountain come back in a month i'll be happy and that's where it is so you know what i love to do is i do uh walk with a dock so when i uh, speak with people many times it's like okay fine just slip your sneakers on we're walking and it's a walk and talk why not you know and meet with people outside and get people interested in in being able to enjoy their incredible bodies and nature for crying out loud As science shows it really helps improve mental health etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know all right I, I wear a whoop and i'm not i'm sure you're familiar with whoop and, and it looks at oh yeah yeah so it looks at cardiovascular strain and one of the things i'm constantly amazed at is you know i, I take a conference call on a walk and how much strain i can get in just an aggressive walk versus if I was on the Peloton this that morning. It's just, we can do amazing things in ordinary moments. It's just a matter of making that choice. And, you know, I, I would love to have you on a fluid stance level, for example, but you can bring instability into your life in other ways. Stand on one foot when you're brushing your teeth or taking a conference call or, you know, go on that, that walk instead of sitting down for a meeting, take a walk for a meeting. And I think you nailed it. It's just a matter of choosing active movement and it doesn't have to be the hour at the gym or the long run all the time it's activity in ordinary moments is gonna really move the needle and that's one of the things whoop opened my eyes to is how much strain i was getting and just things that i thought were just passive okay activities of daily living is what we call it in science activities of daily living that means you just keep cranking it stay as vertical as you can and if you're going to be horizontal do something interesting but just keep it keep it rocking is all i can say you know joel again seriously kudos to you and your entire team at fluid stance for these marvelous products and for the way you've conducted yourself as a founder ceo in in such a responsible way with regard to everything from sustainability and all the rest of it and in your contributions to you know the groups that you help support as well i i just can't say enough so this has just been marvelous how can people learn more about fluid stance 
Yeah, fluidstance.com is probably the best way and all of our social handles that have that same that same handle is the best way. And, you know, I really utilize our, our blog and in those mediums to try to communicate the message of I'm hoping everybody keeps moving. And, you know, life doesn't have to stop at work is my vision. And the more that we can bring activity and movement into our work, it doesn't feel like work. All right, everyone out there, would you just gift yourself with one of these damn things? I mean, this is just crazy good. And also at the same time, I would encourage you to go to fluidstance.com and read the blogs. You know, this is all about messaging, staying physically active. Notice I never said the E word. Honestly, the E word exercise is so much more highly associated with athletes and people who, you know, probably just genetically and otherwise get it. All I'm asking is would you just please assume the vertical as much as you can do something creative with that, like stand on a fluid stance board. You know, honestly, challenge yourself all throughout the day. And by the way, for all of you little, you know, people who are saying, oh, but I do an hour at the gym in the morning, so I'm okay. No, you're not. Science shows that if you do an hour whenever during the day and you think that that's just going to keep you going and that is going to maintain the health benefits, the cardiometabolic benefits of that hour of exercise when you sit on your little behind the rest of the day, you can forget about that. It literally neutralizes it. So, you know, that means that please continue to do the hour if that's what gets you going, but stay physically active throughout the day. Please, please, please stand up, okay? If you have to sit, then stand up as much as you can when you can, and then use the fluid stance when you're at these desks or, you know, I've been using it in front of my, if I'm watching something on the tube, you know, some documentary or something like that. God knows I don't want to know the news these days. And I just, you know, have a blast and it, and it works on any surface. So it really is fantastic. So again, Joel, thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast. This has just been fantastic. Everyone run on over to fluidstance.com, learn more and gift yourself with a heck of a lot more physical activity. Joel, thank you for being on the Herb Podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for supporting a small business. It's it's really important. I think small business is the threat of all our communities. And I really appreciate uh, you putting that spotlight on a small one. Thank you. Always, always, and always. And everyone out there, run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show right now. That's a demand. That's a stat order from Dr. Pam Peak, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter, Instagram at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. Hey, stay safe and stay well.